0: Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. As an elementary music teacher, you have a lot of questions. I sure as heck know I had a lot of questions. In the classroom that were not answered when I was in college, that were not answered by a mentor teacher, that were kind of answered by myself just getting in there and figuring it out. One of those questions was, when I see my students for 45 minutes, what exactly do I do during that time frame? Recently, before winter break, I had some episodes about how to have students enter the music room how to get them to exit the music classroom. And now this episode is going to be, well, what do you do with them during the entire class period of time? I'm not talking about deconstructing standards because I have an episode about that. I've had other episodes about what to teach and those kind of things. But this is specifically about what in a general rule, a general um, rule of thumb is what I'm trying to get at is, what do you do with your students for 45 minutes? for kindergarten through fifth grade. I know you may teach middle school and high school as well. I know you may teach pre-K. I know that you may see your students for a longer period of time or a shorter period of time. I know some of you see your students twice a week. Some see them once a week. Some of you are on rotation where you see a certain group of kiddos for nine weeks, and then you see a different group of kiddos for the next nine weeks. So I 1000% know this is not just a, here, all of you that teach your students for 45 minutes once a week, here's a great plan to follow, and you're sitting here listening going, yeah, but that's not what I do. So what I want you to, anything I record on this podcast, whether it's solo or with a guest, is I want you to listen, but also be thinking of ways that you can adapt and adjust this to make it your own and making a plan that works for you. I completely also understand that you're teaching through a pandemic. Some of you are in person, but you're still in masks, or you're not able to sing, or you're, I mean, you know, leave open space in your classroom to disinfect all the things. I get all that. I also understand a lot of you have pivoted back to virtual teaching, and I get things are beyond crazy right now. So my goal with anything on this podcast is to try my best to make your life easier with anything, any way I can. And so while you're listening to this episode, maybe you're like, okay, well, I'm not fully in person the way I want to be in person. So she gave this suggestion or idea, but what I'm going to do instead of doing this idea, and I'm going to give you the ideas in just a minute for 10 minutes, I'm going to actually make that five minutes and then leave time to clean up or so what I'm getting at is, Listen to the advice given and make it your own. All right. I feel like that instruction went on way too long. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, which is a 45-minute class period breakdown. This is something I provide in every single month's lesson plan pack inside my Harmony membership. It is right there so teachers can open it quickly and have this right in front of them as they're planning. I also just did a TikTok. Don't get too excited because TikTok... I'm not a big like dance in front of the camera kind of person. I'm not, I just honestly, it's just kind of when the mood strikes, I'll record something. (laughs) So if you see me on TikTok, it's just at Jessica Um, This was one of the TikToks was a 45 minute class period breakdown. I actually had a teacher and I get asked this question a lot. So she specifically asked and I decided to provide this in a TikTok where it's just me answering a question. And I also provided it. On my Instagram, you'll see me explaining this in a video right there, too. So, if you want to consume content that way, then you can go look at those places as well. And I'll link to those in the show notes. All right, so 45 minute class period breakdown. When you see your classes, whether it's kindergarten through fifth grade, the first thing I want to say is to keep class time moving as much as you can. That is going to look differently, not just per grade level, but per class. You can't teach, and I've said this before, and I'll say it 57,000 more times in a row, is you cannot teach, let's say, every fifth grade class if you have five classes the same way. There's just no way. They're not going to have the same dynamic of kids and personalities and learning styles in each class. So you're going to have to adjust things a little bit differently based on what classes you're seeing. So what I mean is for one fifth grade class, you may be able to focus a little bit longer on a certain idea or topic or standard or whatever it is you're presenting to that class than another fifth grade class where you know that they're really, really talkative and you got to get that class moving and kind of be a little bit more creative with your planning with them. But a general rule of thumb, I want you to remember, and actually One of the greatest classroom management strategies there is is to keep class time moving. The more you keep class time moving, the less time there is for talking and bothering your neighbor and all those things that, you know, will honestly happen. Whether you implement the greatest classroom management strategy or not, you're still going to see these things occur in your classroom. So. The first thing I want you to consider after, well, I guess the second thing after you think about keeping class time moving is I want you to consider in just a second, I am going to break down in 45 minutes, kind of minute by minute, but I want you to think about the ages of your students. I believe I've mentioned that on this podcast before, but I don't remember what episode off the top of my head, so I'm going to mention it again, but a great general rule of thumb is Keeping in mind the ages of your students. So for kindergartners who are five and six years old on average, you're gonna wanna keep things moving pretty consistently every five to six minutes changing up what the kids are doing. Notice I did not say change up what songs you're doing with them and to keep changing like have five or six different songs. Of course you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when I say change up what you're doing every five to six minutes, I mean, if you are presenting a song and you're having them echo speak after you to learn the words first, then you say, I want you to hear me speak and they're patting the steady beat on their lap. Okay, let's get up and put the beat in our feet. That's another activity. So you just keep changing up what you're doing. So the students aren't sitting there and just singing for, you know, a whole entire class period. You're just look at ways, subtle ways you can change up whether the students go from sitting to standing standing to moving in space, moving in their own personal space, patting the beat. Any way you can get especially kindergartners to implement using their bodies, whether it is using body percussion, whether they're doing movement, whether they're, I don't know, free movement, folk dance, whatever it is. Any way you can get kiddos to move their bodies, move their hands, maybe they're using rhythm sticks, something to get them moving and then they're not they're able to focus a little bit more when they're using their bodies and it's it's just honestly I've noticed with kindergartners you may notice something different but the kinder kinder groups I taught they were able to focus more when they were moving their bodies a little bit otherwise I would have the ones sitting and twirling on the floor anyway so I was like why not get them doing something with their bodies if they're already going to be doing it on their own so a great general general little bit of that a great general rule of thumb is to consider the ages of your students so let's move to fifth grade they're around 10 11 years old on average uh And so they're going to, most of the time, go back to the beginning of this episode when I said you can't just base all fifth graders the same, right? You got to know the the classes you're getting in. Every group is going to be different. Um, But for every 10 to 11 minutes, you can, you know, they can have longer times that they're spending on something. It's not going to be as um, crucial that they're changing up what they're doing as often. All right, so let's jump into this then. The first two minutes of a forty-five minute class period breakdown will be a vocal or body percussion warm up, some kind of bell ringer activity, getting students into the classroom and settled. Which goes back to the episode where I talked about students entering the classroom. So this depends on what you're teaching that day. This depends on, you know, what do you have planned? What standards or, or objectives are you covering that day? You may be doing some kind of vocal and body percussion thing. I just talked about that. Maybe you want your students to sing while they're also doing something with their hands. Maybe you're just wanting them to follow a mel- melody line with their hands while they're singing, while they're warming up their voices. Maybe you're teaching them a full-fledged body percussion activity. I don't know what it is for you, but for the first, I would say two minutes, This you can adjust that as needed, of course. You're going to be doing some kind of warm up, getting students settled, a bell ringer activity, going over the objectives for the day. Maybe you're going over a Google slide. Maybe if you're teaching virtually for the first two minutes, it's getting students in, tell me in the chat what you had for breakfast, those kind of things. I've noticed it usually doesn't take longer than two minutes. Definitely depends on the class. You're going to have a class that comes in and it's like super, super fast. Maybe it takes like 30 seconds. In another class, it just seems like, it's like, dude, are you not getting it? Just calm down. (laughs) Okay, so the next five to 10 minutes. This is going to be when you're reviewing a song or activity that you maybe taught the last class period. When I say song or activity, that is exactly what it sounds like. It is maybe a song they've learned. You're wanting to add something to it, which we're going to get into in a minute. But before you do that, you want to review the song with your students. You... Are reviewing singing. Maybe you're talking about what is this song teaching? Was it in a round? How many? What's the form of the song? How many verses were there? Is there a chorus or a bridge? What was the tempo? That's what I mean by review the song. You're reviewing, of course, singing it, but also the concepts that were learned too. Review that with your students. Is there an, an activity that the students learn to go along with this song? So you're. That's all the things you're reviewing. Anything you need to review concept wise. Or song wise, or an activity you need to review before moving into a new thing. That's usually what I like to do is um, something like that for five to 10 minutes. And so that can also be, um, you can also read a story here. This might be a good place at the very beginning of class during that two minute chunk, or this five to 10 minute chunk of class period time would be a great idea to read a story. Maybe it is about you have a theme of the month, maybe, or maybe it is about a particular musical artist you're learning or teaching about that month of school. And so this would be a great idea also to implement a story, or maybe you have already taught a song and you found a story that would go right along with it. This would be a great time to do that. Now, there are a ton of activities you can do to books. And I know I have an episode way back on the podcast about that, where kiddos can definitely implement a whole lot of different ideas. So go back and listen on the podcast where I give different ideas around that. Um, Okay, so the next thing for 15 to 20 minutes, this will be the biggest chunk of class time. And this is going to be when you are teaching a new song, or maybe after you reviewed the song from last time, you're adding movement, or you're adding instruments, or you're adding an activity, or you're having students do small group work or partner activity. You're This is where you're teaching something new. So for 15 to 20 minutes, you can break that chunk down. However, you like to present a lesson. I could get super detailed here, but I'm going to just leave it pretty open for you to figure out what that might look like for you for 15 to 20 minutes. What are you doing with your students? When you're teaching something new to them, what are you doing? Remembering for 15 to 20 minutes, if it's kindergarten, okay, so if they're learning a new song, and they're adding movement or instruments, keep it going, keep changing something different every five to 10 or every five minutes for kindergarten. For so for 15 to 20 minutes, if it's fifth grade, obviously, they can probably focus on something for 15 to 20 minutes, based on the activity you are doing with them. Now, remember, all this that I'm saying is a general rule of thumb, you know, your teaching situation, you know, your your classes you see, you know how you best like to teach. So take this general these general ideas I'm presenting and then make them your own. The next 10 minutes is, this is when you're gonna play some kind of musical game, do an activity, maybe you're implementing technology, maybe the technology ideas will go back to the third thing that I talked about, which was learning a new song, movement, instruments, that might be a good place to implement technology. So when you're playing a musical game or doing an activity, that is totally open-ended, and that'll be about 10 minutes. I have found that if I spend more than 10 minutes on a game, I start losing the kids. They start, you know, it's kind of losing interest in it. Maybe it looks differently for you and your classes and that's totally fine. But I notice I like to spend just maybe 10 minutes on a musical game, you know, past the beanbag, for example, for our lower elementary kiddos. Or if it is an activity, when I say activity, I also mean that maybe some kind of folk dance or maybe they're doing a movement activity and you want to just spend 10 minutes on it. This is This is time for you to teach what you're wanting them to do. Maybe model it, have them mirror you, then have them do it. Then maybe they're showing the rest of the class what they have created with movement or the musical game. It's enough time. 10 minutes is plenty of time to let everybody have a turn for whatever the game is. So that'll be around 10 minutes. Adjust that time frame as you need to as well. Five minutes, you're going to review what was learned during that class period. What was? learned are what concepts and objectives have your students been focusing on during that class period. This is when you're going to review it. You can ask bullet questions. You can ask students to discuss it with a partner. You can just review it by showing them a Google slide. So you definitely want to make sure before you send students out of the classroom, you're reviewing what you taught that day. So not just what song they learned, but why? What concepts are they focusing? What was learned? Why Why did they learn it? What was the reasoning behind it? And what is going to help prepare them for the next time they come into the music room after they've learned that concept? Are they going to continue going over it? Are they going to build upon what they learned, Or are they going to be learning a totally new unit next time they come in? So this is the perfect time to discuss all this with your kiddos. For five minutes, this is when you can do some kind of story. I love, I told you you could do a story towards the beginning of class time. I love to do some kind of calm movement. We've talked about movement throughout this whole episode, but some kind of calm movement. This is when you can hand out scarves to your students if you'd like, play some calming music. I know a lot of teachers like to do some kind of kid yoga. Um you know, some kind of listen to music and just do something with it where they're just doing something or just listening calmly to it and they can write about what the music makes them feel about or something like that. But this is also for five minutes, the perfect time to read a story to your students, which I talked about earlier in the episode. The end of class is a great time to do this because it gets students settled down a little bit. Their classroom teachers will definitely appreciate that fact that they're you're sending the students back to their classroom calmly and um, So read a story. Don't say, oh, well, the 10 and 11-year-olds don't want to listen. No, they do. I have an 11-year-old son. He still loves to be read to. My 9-year-old son still loves to be read to. They still do love to be read to. So reading a story to your students, make it interesting. Maybe a chapter book for older kids. Something musical. And listen, it does not need... Go back to Carissa Duckinson's episode where she talks about literature in the music room. It does not just have to be books about music. Because... Honestly, a lot of books, they have rhythm already in them. You can do call out action words for the students to move to. You can say, read quietly to get their attention, or change your voice up a little bit to make it interesting for the students to listen to. Books can be made musical even if they're not, the topic itself is not about music. The last two minutes of class will be when you're going to line your students up. Maybe you're having your musician of the day or musician of the week or whatever that looks like for you. I know it's called different things. If you have that, um, maybe they're they are they're helping you line students up. Maybe you're handing out exit tickets for your older kiddos to fill out and you're hanging up their answers on your wall or whatever it might be. This is when you would allow two minutes to do this. You may need extra time. You may need to add to that two minutes based on what class you're seeing, of course, So, this class period breakdown definitely will need to be adapted based on your teaching situation and what you're allowed to do or not do with your students. You're going to, of course, need to leave time to disinfect the instruments and your classroom between class periods. I also want to say that you're going to want to pencil in some time in there. So, take this breakdown and pencil in time to talk to your students about things other than music. Maybe instead of like a 15 to 20 minute chunk, you're Leaving five more minutes in there to ask your students about things going on outside the music room that they're interested in and want to talk to you about. They want to talk to you. They are wanting to form a relationship with you. And a great way to do that is to leave open space in your class time for your students to be able to talk to you. You're going to see a huge turnaround in the response of what you do, are able to do with your students when you really focus on building those relationships. If you your students are lining up to leave go back to the how to end class period break the class how to end your class period episode not breakdown sorry and i in there i give several tips about how to get students lined up and how to get them out the door so listening to how to get your students into the classroom this episode with a 45-minute class period breakdown and how to get students out of the classroom door will help you feel a little bit more, hopefully, less overwhelmed in whatever teaching situation you find yourself in. Now, if you are virtually teaching, I do believe a lot of these tips, you can still apply. So, of course, students aren't physically walking into your classroom doors, but still getting them started. How, how can you start class period? It's all about thinking through that. What can you do to present the lessons throughout the class period? And then how do you get them ready to go whenever it's time for them to leave your, let's say, Zoom call? If you have any questions, I don't ever want you to feel stuck. So let me know what I can do to support you, how I can give you more advice around this topic. Just shoot me a direct message at Jessica Peresta on Instagram, and I would love to chat with you there. Have an amazing day, friends, and I will see you soon. Bye well hey there thank you so much for listening into the elementary music teacher podcast there is an exclusive facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher call the elementary music teacher community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encourage Encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music hang in there have an amazing week and I will see you soon